Hey, hey, welcome back to an episode of Tales and Tunes. I'm your host, Frankie. Welcome to 2024. So this episode's going to be all over the place, a beautiful disaster, just as uh, I am. <laughs> so um, we're going to kind of talk about games coming out this year I'm excited about, a uh, couple uh, kind of TV movie things coming out I'm excited about, uh, what I've been up to since you know we uh, we last sat here and listened to music together. Um, you know, all kinds of stuff. We're just going to be all over the place. I couldn't really find a way to make this show flow musically in a way that I liked to where it would make sense to have sections. So we're just going to be everywhere. We're going to talk about some stuff coming out, stuff I already played, stuff that's coming up here. So, um, yeah, buckle up. A lot of good music to listen to today. So, uh, the track welcoming, welcoming us to the first episode of 2024, a song called Follow You Into the Dark, performed by Rackle. This is from the Alan Wake 2 Chapter Songs soundtrack. So jumping into the first thing we're talking about this year is going to be a game on my backlog that I plan to tackle at some point this year, and that's obviously Alan Wake 2. Uh, We still haven't finished our playthrough of Alan Wake Remastered. I think we're still in the middle of Chapter 3. So at some point, I got to grab Jen, sit down, and finish Alan Wake Remastered with her. Um... I'm going to play through the DLC for that game as well because I never got around to it before and I'm trying to uh, get better about tackling the DLC for games which will uh, a topic we'll get to momentarily here but yeah very excited to sit down and play on Wake 2 I know a lot of people really love this game some people don't care for it that much so it seems divisive meaning Remedy is doing something right as usual so uh, very excited to sit down and play this game though because uh, the, the friends that I have that are talking about it um, outside of one of them, they've all raved about this game, so can't wait to sit down and experience it for myself. So, uh, yeah, also seemingly great music in the game as well. Um, the Chapter Songs soundtrack is finally available. I don't think the game score is out yet, but these are kind of the songs that play in between the chapters for this Chapter Songs soundtrack. So, um, highly recommend picking that up. So, yeah. So this next thing we're going to talk about is a movie that I finally, we all finally sat down and watched at the end of last year. Um, I'd meant to throw a track in here from uh, from one that happened, but you know because I'm too lazy and didn't feel like editing any of the uh, playlists I had already put together, I didn't do it. Um, but you know, uh, Jen, Jackie, my sister-in-law, and myself all sat down and we watched Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Mutant Mayhem. Oh, what a great movie, man! Um, you know, I know Seth uh, Rogen was kind of behind uh, this this movie. Um, I think he was. I don't know if he was a director, an executive. Producer, I don't. I don't know. I know he was involved with it, but um, 
it's it's great if you're a ninja turtles fan i think this is one of the best ninja turtles movies out there um you know it's very uh obviously very predictable but it's it's got a great sense of humor to it um the art style kind of mimics you know like classic ninja turtles like kevin eastman peter laird era of ninja turtles and you know kind of in the style of like the spider-verse movies you know it's a very comic style movie like it looks really cool in moving like in in action and um yeah it's 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 an excellent movie so um from mutant mayhem today we're gonna listen to the track maybe one day this is composed by trent reznor and atticus ross So the first game I decided to tackle this year was Marvel's Midnight Suns. Now this is a Firaxis game, uh, them them of XCOM fame, and um, Jesus, what a fucking excellent game, man! Like I started playing this game uh, beginning of the year as work was kind of winding down from 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 peak season. Still, fully hasn't, but it, it had enough to you know to where I wasn't burned out after work, so I'd sit down and play this game. And Jesus, man, like I. I sunk 95 hours into this game over the past like three weeks, which is nuts because I probably would average playing that in three months last year. <laughs> so um, I got the platinum trophy for this game and subsequently I, I bought like the $100 edition when this game came out thinking, oh yeah, I'm going to play all this game. Fucking boy, did I. <laughs> um, I got every single trophy that you could possibly get in this game. I played all the DLC, um, maxed out all the DLC characters. Uh, you know, did, did every, every possible thing I could do in this game for a trophy. And what a fucking amazing game this is, man. Like I know like card combat kind of turns a lot of people off and I understand that, but you know, like you're kind of, you play as each character, you're, you're going through the different heroes and like learning the different play styles of them really, it's something like, it's just so fucking cool. <laughs> um, you know, like you've got ghost rider who can create these, uh, uh, like demon pits, I think they're called. They're essentially you can shove enemies down into a hole to, to knock them out. <laughs> um, uh, you've got uh, magic. She has like portal abilities, which for the longest time in the game I ignored because I'm like, this is dumb. And then I finally figured out how to actually use them so you can like create portals, kick enemies into them so you can blow up environmental things, just kick them into other enemies. Like, she's a very handy character that I completely ignored for most of the story, unfortunately. So once I figured out how to play as her, like, damn. Just every character, if you want to learn the strengths of them and learn like the cards that you want to get, go for, upgrade to make them effective in battle, it's just, it's such a rewarding experience. Um, the story is kind of predictable, you know, like to, to a degree. Um, you know, there's a really cool kind of plot twist towards the end of the game. A couple cl cool plot twists, actually. So, uh, but yeah, like the combat is like that classic Firaxis. You play a day and it's just like one more day, one more day. It's, it's much like civilization to me where it's one more turn, one more turn, you know? So a lot of, a lot of that. Um, 
and I think it, it was a very well-written story as well. I'm not familiar with a lot of the runaway characters that are in the game, so I'm kind of at a point now where, um, like, this coming week, I actually, I, well, as you're listening to this, I'm probably doing this now, but um, I gotta go get an oil change, so I'm probably gonna hit up one of the comic shops over in the area, and uh, those guys are really good with recommendations, so gonna see what they think about the runaways maybe find a couple uh trades to pick up or if they have any back issues you know to kind of get more familiar with those characters like i'm very interested in doing that now because i i wasn't familiar with them coming into the game and i really loved them um on top of that just the way the story like is written with all the characters like i think they do justice to every single character they bring into the game which, you know, qu- quite honestly, like, it being for Axis, you know, you think of XCOM and, like, yeah, XCOM's a fun story, but they don't get too deep with the characters, obviously. Like, that game's very much set on, you're all probably going to die, so don't get attached to anybody. But, you know, kind of going through this Marvel story with everybody and them really, like, fleshing out these characters, the Abbey, um, and, and just everything about the way they tackled everyone they brought in the game was really, really, really well done. So if you're a Marvel fan and you're not big on turn-based games, I look listen just try this game out it's it's so fucking good and like on top of that the dlc so there's four dlc packs you get deadpool you get um morbius you get venom and you get storm and honestly every single one of them has merit in that game like i thought for sure morbius was going to be a big waste of time but he ended up being one of my favorite characters they brought into this game and uh ah oh, damn but the, the the best thing about it though is the dlc is like its own self-contained side story so it's uh it's this whole separate like vampire story arc that they do and it's again it's 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 a great time like i i was really one of those people that wasn't happy about deadpool being in this game because i didn't think he had a purpose here because i wanted moon knight in the game one of those guys i love moon knight so i was really hoping they'd stick him in here but um playing through you know deadpool stuff like his his inclusion in this game kind of really it it was the comic relief that the series tone of the story needed and I really, really enjoyed every bit of it. So if you're a fan of the turn-based games, highly, highly recommend Marvel Midnight Suns. I already, I got the Platinum Trophy. I'm done with the game finally. And goddamn, just starting off the year with a fucking banger, man. I, you can't ask for better, you know? So that was the first Platinum Trophy this year. And um, yeah, we'll definitely be revisiting music from this game probably throughout the year. Definitely at the end of the year for the uh, 2024 medley episode. Um, But today we're going to listen to the track Darkness and Light from Midnight Suns. This is composed by Tim Wynn.
All right, so I, I did my best to kind of uh, keep this next group of tracks together, like in terms of why I have them here. So uh, a lot of these tracks are from games that are currently available. And in one case, it's a game that's, you know, it's on here for a specific reason because it's just getting a badass remake. But anyways, before we get to that one, we're going to first talk about uh, The Wolf Among Us. So 2024 is supposed to be the year that we finally see The Wolf Among Us Season 2. And um, I'm still very cautiously optimistic about this game. Uh, I really loved uh, Season 1 of The Wolf Among Us. It was actually... It was actually the video game that made me first start buying comics. Like, playing The Wolf Among Us, I went out, I picked up some trades of fables, and even to this day, like, I've got, they did, like, four compendiums of the fables thing. There's another, like, I think it's a 12-issue series run that's, I think there's one more issue coming out, but it was it was the game that made me finally dive into comics, and goddamn, I, I, lo- I just love, like, that universe, and... I I really hope season two is as good as the first one. I'm like I said, very concerned because obviously it's 2024 Telltale, and apparently a lot of the original people didn't even know they were going through with doing this. So who knows? I don't know, man. I don't even honestly 100% know if this game's even going to come out this year finally. But they've said so. Hopefully, you know, we see season two of The Wolf Among Us this year. Um, but, uh, in honor of that from season one of the wolf among us, we're going to listen to the opening credits theme. And this is composed by Jared Emerson Johnson. another game this one i am real fucking excited about um paper mario the thousand year the thousand year door uh getting a remake for the nintendo switch i'm so happy that nintendo is finally going back to like the gamecube library and bringing so many of those games to a current platform paper mario a thousand year door obviously regarded as the best of the paper mario games um i've never actually finished this game unfortunately um it's a game i probably started four or five times now just over the years and I, I get so far in it, and then, you know, something else grabs my attention, I forget about it, and, you know, just me in general. <laughs> so, um, obviously, it's kind of cool because we have, you know, an existing, well, not official soundtrack, but, you know, there's music out there from Paper Mario, The Thousand Year Door. Um, I would assume they're going to go back and, and re redo the soundtrack as well with the game. But, um, yeah, Paper Mario series, you know, again, if you're a strategy game person, you love turn-based combat, you know, Paper Mario is a franchise for you. Um, obviously, it's got that Nintendo twist on it, and it's, you know, it's it's much more approachable if you're outside looking in on that genre in general. Um, you know, these games are meant, obviously, for a younger audience, so they're a lot more 
accessible, you know, if, if that's something that you're not crazy about, you know, they want, they want as many people in here playing this game as they can. So they make them very accessible and the story, very charming and, you know, very Nintendo. <laughs> so, um, from Paper Mario, the 10, the thousand, I keep wanting to say 10,000 year door. It feels like 10,000 years since Nintendo's done anything with this game, but from the thousand year door today, we're going to listen to the track Petal Meadows. And I'm going to butcher a bunch of these names, but the composers for this listed are Yoshito Hirano, Yuka Sujiyoko, and Saki Hariyama. January obviously and uh one of the first big releases this year that I'm I I want to be excited about this game because I love the pedigree of the developer but there's just so much like uh, I don't I don't know there's just so much crap surrounding it that I don't I don't have high hopes for what the end product is going to be um and that game I'm referring to is Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League um, you know, one of my buddies played, uh, in the beta for it and he was saying it was pretty lackluster and I don't know, man, like I, I, I like Rocksteady. I know like a lot of the people behind like the Arkham games are gone and you know, to a degree too, was because they wanted to start doing other stuff, but you know, obviously being owned by Warner, you know, and having a pedigree for making great superhero games, obviously they're going to be relegated to DC. And I mean, it's what they're great at, but you know, they want to do other stuff. So I understand leaving, but, uh, I don't know, man, just the introduction of multiplayer and this, um, like, I don't know. I don't know how, how battle pass heavy it's going to be. I know that's still a discussion. I think it's still in the game. Like they delayed the shit out of it and I don't know what they did to it. Like, 
I honestly couldn't tell you if they even did anything to it or if they just kind of delayed it to kind of let the heat around it cool down before they throw it back out there. I, I don't know. But what I do know is the premise of the game sounds interesting, you know, going through and killing the Justice League. And, and you know, obviously there are these uh, possessed versions of the Justice League. But, um, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm very, very, very cautiously optimistic that this game isn't going to be that bad. Um Time will tell, obviously, you know, it's coming out here very soon. So we'll kind of kind of get an idea of how how it's received very, very shortly. And I don't know, I'm kind of I, I don't usually let reviewers kind of influence if I buy a game or not. But, you know, there's some things about it that I'm kind of looking out for to see, you know, because they're kind of red flags for me. Like there's very much I'm very much a solo gamer for the most part. You know, there are times I try to play with people, but my schedule just doesn't work well with other people's schedules. So I at this point in my life, like it's. If I can't enjoy it by myself, I don't want to touch it. And I know this game is very heavily, like, you know, co-op, multiplayer focused. So I'm like, ah, you know, I really, really hope that I can get in here and enjoy this thing by myself. We'll see. You know, Gotham Knights, I was able to get in there, play by myself. Had a pretty good time with it, despite some of its flaws. Um, So I'm hoping that Suicide Squad is kind of going to fall in that camp. But, you know, we'll see. So, because obviously the game's not out yet, uh, we're going to listen to a track from Rocksteady's prior game, which I don't think I even touched on when I did the Batman music episode all those episodes ago. Uh, so, this one is actually from Arkham Knight, and this track title is Fight for the Sky, composed by Nick Arana. <laughs> So this next track is here for multitude of reasons. By multitude, I mean like two. <laughs> um, Daredevil um, Reborn, uh, I think, just finally resumed production. So due out next year, unfortunately. So this one not quite landing this year. But, you know, there was a lot of radio silence around this show. And I really, really love, like, the live-action Daredevil stuff. Um, I, I'm even a big fan of the fucking Ben Affleck movie from back in, you know, the, the late two thirty early 2000s so it's like I, I just i love daredevil he's one of my favorite comic characters and um you know seeing news that you know they're finally resuming production of this and you know again charlie cox being there is daredevil i think he is the perfect matt murdoch he's the perfect daredevil i'm so glad that he's still attached to this um but on top of that you know i'm obviously i like to read comics daredevil being one of my favorite you know um series to read which um chip zadarsky's run wrapped up um last year and um i forget the fellow's name but he's the guy who's doing miles morales spider-man he picked up the the mantle of the daredevil series so i haven't finished zadarsky's run so i started reading um this fellow's new stuff because there's only like a handful of issues out now so i i'm kind of caught up on that for now 
And I just, I, I love Daredevil, man. It's just the, the way that he's kind of tackling the story. Obviously, there's nods to Zdarsky's run and the, the ongoing story arc and that universe stuff I don't know anything about because I didn't finish Zdarsky's run yet. So I should probably go back and finish reading that before I get too deep into this new one, even though there's not a lot to get into. Um, you know, obviously, it'll provide some context as to some of the stuff going on. Um, but to give you some mild spoilers, and this is one of the, my favorite like moments and one of the issues I read, I think it's in the second or third issue. Um, <laughs> so at some point during Zdarsky's run, um, some stuff's happening with Matt, and Elektra actually takes up the mantle of Daredevil. So this one starts off with, um, you know, this, this latest run starts off and, and Matt Murdock's kind of coming back to, you know, who he is and, you know, he, he's getting back out there and, and, you know, defending the streets at night as Daredevil. So there's, there's this, 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 uh, panel where he essentially, <laughs> he comes in, there's a new gang in town and he comes to, you know, fight them. And like one of the guys makes a comment, they're like, they're like, holy shit, it's Daredevil. And the guy's like, the dude won? I thought he was dead. <laughs> so it's just, it's so funny that there's just like subtle nods to, you know, like Electra being Daredevil and <laughs> just the fact that someone's like, the dude won? <laughs> I don't know. I just thought that was so fucking funny. Um, but yeah, so again, if you're, uh, if you're interested in comics, I recommend Daredevil. It's a great, great read. Um, a lot of really cool story arcs. And uh, especially Chip Zdarsky's latest run um, over the past couple years was excellent. So highly recommend those if you're in the comics. And um, I think his name is Shadid, but uh, the the new fella doing Daredevil, um, also doing Miles Spider-Man, does great work. So check him out. Uh, But today, in honor of Daredevil news and just Daredevil being fucking cool, we're going to listen to a track from the uh, Ben Affleck movie. So this is titled Falling Rose. This is composed by Grant Revel. So this next one, again, kind of ties into a couple things going on. Um, so I guess the main reason I, well, we'll get to that in that second. But uh, I was kind of browsing through like the list of movies coming out this year. Um, I don't really follow movies as much as I follow many other things just because we don't go to the movie theater anymore because people are fucking garbage. So I'd rather just watch the movie at home, order a fucking pizza from a couple places around here and have a good time watching movies at home with pizza <laughs> and, and no fucking people, no idiots taking pictures with the flash on in the dark. No drunken assholes thrown up next to you. None of that stupid bullshit. I just, I ain't into it, so. Um, but uh, kind of, you know, movie, video game related, I think that Borderlands movie is due out this summer. 
Uh, this is another thing I've got like a mild curiosity about. You know, Borderlands obviously fucking outlandish. Um, just a lot of really fucking dumbass great characters. And um, very curious to see how that translates into a movie. So uh, I know that's coming out this summer. The other thing is I made a challenge for myself, and we'll kind of dig into this in the next uh, episode or two or three. But uh, I'm, I'm trying to go through, and I, I've set a very specific goal where I wanted to get 10 platinum trophies this year. Obviously, one down with Marvel Midnight Suns. Go me. Um, but um, five of them, you know, I went through every PlayStation console that I own. So I have the PS3, the PS4, the PS5, the Vita, and uh, my wife got me a PlayStation VR 2 for Christmas. <laughs> so I have five PlayStation consoles. I'm aiming for a plat. I want to touch every one of them this year. So the goal is I'm trying to find a single game on each one that I desperately want a platinum trophy for. And I'm trying to set like one goal game, but obviously overall total platinums for the year, I'm, I'm aiming for 10. That's what I ended up with last year, which again, we'll get to very shortly here. Um, but it just, you know, it's, it's not a big goal, but when you're trying to tackle games like Marvel Midnight Suns, that's nearly a hundred hours for a platinum, you know, like the time I have, I don't, you know, it's, it's, it's hopefully being invested in getting a platinum here and there. Um, but anyways, I was kind of going through my list of, you know, PlayStation three games and I was looking through my trophy list, just kind of seeing if there's anything hanging that I kind of want to go back and finish. And it's low hanging fruit. It's not the game I chose for the system for the year. I've, I've got a couple other games I'm still kind of considering before I make a final choice on that. Um, but one of the PlayStation 3 games that I have an incomplete trophy list for is Tales in the Borderlands. So obviously, Telltale game, pretty straightforward. Finish every episode, you got a platinum trophy. So um, I think I think with this one, it, it launched on, you know, I don't remember if it launched on PS3 and then the PS4 came out. I don't remember what happened. Or what's most likely to have happened was there was a wide gap between episodes two and three i think that's where i left off i started i started playing the game on the ps3 to catch myself up to the story for when the next episode had came out because it was like six eight months between episodes telltale you know (laughs) so um i I have like an incomplete ps3 list and it's like literally all i gotta do is go back and play this fucking game on here so i downloaded the other episodes i need to finish the game again and i was like you know i really remember liking this game a lot like it was really cool and i'm really sad that they didn't kind of tap into more of the characters that they'd introduced with the series uh just because i think a lot of them were definitely much more memorable characters than the characters that they brought into borderlands 3 and you know even seeing like reese's role in borderlands he's not necessarily the character i would have chosen to bring forward from this because that's the only character from tales that they used in borderlands 3 which is disappointing because like i said there's a whole cast of characters in this game that are excellent um so the track rules the two from tales in borderlands today this is titled damn top composed by jesper kid so my memory of first hearing this track and i could be mistaken um you're first introduced to loaderbot in this game loaderbot <laughs> shouldn't be like a primary character or anything but his presence in the game and just like him throughout the story of this game he's just such a fucking great comedic relief character like he comes in and this music starts playing as he comes in just starts whooping the shit out of some fucking bandits and like I, it's all in your dialogue choices like obviously like the things that you choose to do in this game kind of impact what they say 
So, like as you're you're handle you're having him you know defeat these bandits for you, you're picking the attacks he's doing, and there's a sequence you can do where he takes out the last guy, and he looks over, he's like he's just standing there, and he just goes fatality, and I'm just like, Haha, it's so great. It's just like I said, I love the writing in some of these games. It's fucking great. It's right up my alley. Uh, yeah. So uh, enjoy Damn Tap, composed by Jesper. <laughs> All right, so coming back to last year, here we were talking about how I wanted to get one more platinum trophy by the end of the year. I was dead certain it was going to either be Battle Chasers Night War or Dead by Daylight. Those are the two games that I was the closest to a platinum trophy for, I think. Probably not, obviously. But, um, you know, I, I guess I, ha- I just have to finish Battle Chasers on New Game Plus, and I need 60 more kills, and Dead by Daylight is the killer. So I was like, that's probably doable over the course of a week. Um, no, so I ended up settling somehow on Spider-Man Miles Morales. <laughs> so, um, obviously Spider-Man 2 out now, and by all accounts, another excellent fucking superhero game. Um, I kind of got annoyed at, at Sony, actually, because they did their little PlayStation blog end of the year awards, and because I guess the game got snubbed at the whatever Jeff Keighley's thing is, like, Sony gave every single reward category it could to Spider-Man 2. And look, there's certain categories for sure I could probably see it being there, but putting this game soundtrack up against Final Fantasy 16 is just fucked up, okay? Like, look, I'm sure that game has okay music, but every single one of these Marvel soundtracks is just generic Marvel music. And I'm saying that, like, it's good, you know, if you're into the superhero, like, Marvel movies, like, it's that music. It's nothing unique, in my opinion, like it's all stuff that's been done. There are themes that have been tackled countless times. Marvel Spider-Man 2 soundtrack, I don't give a fuck what PlayStation says, has absolutely nothing on Final Fantasy 16, which is a game that I, in my opinion, got snubbed harder than fucking Spider-Man 2 anywhere. So the fact that Sony thought it was fucking smart to say that, like, oh yeah, they got better music. No, sorry, you guys are just fucking dead wrong. But, um, Anyways, I figured, I, you know, I don't know why, but I still had the game installed. I was looking at the trophy list for it, and I'm looking, looking over, and I'm like, you know, this is actually a pretty doable platinum. 
you know, especially given where I was in the game, because I'd already done a whole bunch of the side stuff, so I just had, like, a few more collectibles to go and track down, which the game gives you, they're on the map, so go and find them, buddy. And then, obviously, you need to do a new game plus playthrough, which, you know, once you play through the game, it's pretty short. I think it's about four hours long. Um, I actually did that playthrough in a day. Like, I finished the game at, like, 5 o'clock, and by, you know, 9, 10 o'clock, I obviously took a break for dinner in there somewhere. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I, I finished the, uh, that playthrough in a day, but obviously at that point you're just mainlining story missions. You're not, you know, sidetracking yourself with, um, you know, tedious side stuff. So, um, but I, I felt that game was a perfect length, you know, it didn't wear out its welcome and it had just enough to do in it to where it didn't feel like it was kind of making you waste time between, you know, trophies and story missions. So, um, great time. And I, I love the way that they handled miles in, in the, in the game universe. Um, you know, miles Spider-Man is probably one of my personal favorites. So I felt like this game was just an excellent miles Morales story and him kind of coming into his own as Spider-Man kind of conquering his own self doubts as, you know, he's kind of left to defend, you know, New York, Brooklyn on his own. So, um, it's a great story. Really highly recommended, especially if you're, like I said, if you're a comic book fan, Marvel fan, play this game. Um, this and definitely play Midnight Suns. Um, but yeah, so this was actually the Platinum Trophy that I rounded out last year with. And again, just a fucking great time. I was really happy by the end of this game. Time well spent. A lot of a lot of fun was had. So uh, from Sp- Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales today, we're going to listen to the track Make It Right. And this is composed by John Pisano.
before we head out this week, thank you guys so much for tuning into another long-winded episode of Tales and Tunes. As always, if you like any of the tracks that you hear on today's show, if they are commercially available in some way, shape, or form, I do have links for you to purchase them in the description wherever you're listening to this podcast. On that note, I wanted to mention that since last episode, I've gone back and added a link to it to the uh, list. Alice Fallen finally has its fucking soundtrack release, so you're all welcome. It's because I brought up this game on here and mentioned that there was no official soundtrack and now we have one it doesn't have the track i put on here but it's something so <laughs> i will put a link to their Bandcamp download for that soundtrack in that podcast so if you listen to last week's show like the music you heard from atlas fallen uh there's a lot of good music on that soundtrack not like i said not the one i put on here but there's a lot of other good music in atlas fallen so that is uh now on the description for last week's show um, if you have any requests for the show, you can reach out to me on Blue Sky or Twitter at Viperstrike, V-Y-P-R-S-T-R-Y-K-E. Just send me a YouTube link with a track you want to share on the show. Tell me why I like it so much, and we'll enjoy it with you. So kind of circling back around to stuff I'm excited about coming out this year. Um, you know, To close out this, this week's show, um, Xbox had a little showcase. I don't know how long ago was it this point. Was it this week? I don't know. What is time? It's a fucking lie. Anyways, um... But we finally got to see some gameplay from Machine Games' Indiana Jones game, which um, I have kind of mixed feelings about. Um, mostly, I just, I don't know, first-person Indiana Jones could be cool. I hope it's cool. But I'm just not, I don't know. I'm not fully sold on the gameplay of it. However, I do love their take on Wolfenstein. So, I, look, it's probably going to be excellent. But it's just, you know, watching them kind of do first-person whipping and stuff, I'm like, ooh. Like, I, I kind of like Mirror's Edge, but, like, you know, like, if there's platforming in there, like, using the whip to navigate the environment, I'm going to be like, ah, I don't know. We'll see. Um, but I, I mostly mostly feel like this game is going to be excellent. Like I said, just the pedigree of machine games and, and their past work, you know, I have no doubt there's going to be an excellent story here. And, um, yeah, who, who doesn't love a great single-player game? You know, obviously, especially set in Indiana Jones universe. So, uh, yeah, so this is going to probably be, unless Stalker 2 actually comes out this year, this might be my most anticipated game of the year, besides Paper Mario, obviously. But I'm very excited about this. You know, I've been waiting for years for Machine Games to finally unveil something about this game. Uh, so we got a title, Indiana Jones in the Great Circle, and it's coming out this year. That's all we know. <laughs> so um, this will probably be... I don't buy Xbox physical games often. Um, you know, I kind of stick to exclusives when they put them out and they're actually all on the disc. Looking at you, fucking Halo Infinite, you piece of shit. So Microsoft, you put this game out. Don't waste fucking resources. Put the game on the fucking disc. Not, oh, here, go download half the game. Put the fucking game on the disc. Okay? Just do that. <laughs> so... Um, Anyways, to celebrate uh, Indiana Jones and the Great Circle coming out, uh, we're going to head out this week with the Raiders March. This is the classic Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark music uh, composed by none other than John Williams. So you guys enjoy this. I'll see you back here maybe next week. I don't know. Maybe this year I might kind of do some more spacing out with episodes. Um, you know, This show doesn't have like a high listener retention rate anyways, so I'm like sorry it's just facts are facts here but uh you know so i'm kind of like kind of thinking maybe i'll go every other week once a month who knows well i'll do something but there's probably going to be less episodes this year um but you know kind of like this one i'm hoping that they're more meaningful of the stuff we're talking about so anyways you guys enjoy this track i'll see you next time for another episode of tales and tunes <laughs> <laughs> 